are like the furthest away from each other as possible. <laughs> I know. I'm glad the technology is connecting us and other our audience as well. Yeah. So, I mean, what's life like been? What has life been like for you in New York City over the past couple months? I mean, you know, after COVID, a lot of things have changed, but you know. I think Guru has been growing very rapidly because I think a lot of students need our support and assistance in terms of educational needs. So it has been the busiest time for our company and for me. And so just keep positive, um, uh, being persistent, and keep moving forward. Most definitely. Well, let's talk about the origins of the company and maybe your origins and how that's all come together. You know. Yeah, I'm happy to talk more about that. So I'm I'm originally from Korea. I first came to the U.S. when I was in high school. But I mean, I came briefly in Idaho, Boise, Idaho, to learn English a few times uh, early days in, in my elementary school. But, you know, I came uh, for high school. Um, it was an amazing experience. It was in Connecticut. And I went to undergrad at Columbia. Since then, I've stayed in New York City. Um, Guru, it started over five years ago. Uh, it started in a two-bedroom apartment nearby Columbia University. Uh, it's been a journey, um, but I think I'm very fortunate to meet amazing team members and, um, you know, our instructors, investors, and advisors, and a lot of people who supported us throughout the journey. And here we are. And I think we'll talk more about Guru Courses, which is a Netflix of educational content. Uh, it's launch officially launching on 28th, October 28th. Wow. So, and I'm hoping that thousands of engaging courses, not just academics, but also, you know, yoga, tennis, art. There's wow. a lot of uh, engaging courses to inspire our students. So uh, to make education more accessible. So, yeah, I'd love to talk more about that as well. Yeah, most definitely. I'm, I'm interested also kind of like your thoughts about student engagement in this particular time and how that connects to your platform with that. Yeah, I think, you know, I think a lot of students are very confused because it's hybrid. I think the second wave is clearly coming. So most likely mm -hmm. a lot of schools will be closing. So, you know, a lot of, you know, students are frustrated, especially millions of families are lost their jobs, they're struggling, and, and that definitely impacts a lot of students. So, you know, I think we started as Uber for tutors. We have, you know, amazing instructors in many different states helping um, students virtually. But, you know, we, we hear a lot of students' pain and frustration. So uh, we are very thankful to launch this group courses so that we can really help them with uh, this uh, during this tough period of time. And, you know, um, we are not only... Mm, giving access with just $9.99, but we will be donating one for one to underserved children. So they also get that access to quality education. That's amazing. I think that's a real hot button issue is that when you're going into this type of environment, you know, not everybody has the, maybe the connectivity or the options that some other families may have. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of um, public school systems are struggling because it's technology. Adopting the technology is very, very difficult. They're already short-staffed, but now this pandemic is making it even worse. So I think you know the company like us, we're an education technology company. 
Um, I think we should be socially responsible to support our students, not just within U.S., but also we have offices in Shanghai and Jakarta. We need to help those students globally. And so we can really, um, you know, help them learn and really unlock their potential. So what is, I'm assuming you probably get feedback about the service and what people are looking for. What are some of the points related to feedback about the service um, and where do you want to take that in the future? Um, I think the service, I mean, the feedback has been very important for us because, you know, we are building this community together. And also, this is not for us. This is for our students. And also communicating with parents is very, very important. And I think that's one of the um, weaknesses that you know school system has is that it's a communication between teachers and parents are lacking and some part broken. And the feedback we're gathering together is just great. And it's one size fit all system. And so it's not really personalized at all. Mm. So we are here to really curate each individual student's learning styles, learning pace, um, you know, there's every student learn differently. And so using technology, we we're trying to make it per, as personalized as possible. And so tutoring was able to do that. And I think this group courses will be helpful, but we will keep push forward to be as innovative as possible so that we can really curate each individual student's needs. Do you think that there is a reality that maybe people need to accept that this may be more prominent, this type of learning in the future than people think it's going to be? I think the learning has changed forever after COVID yes. because now it's embracing the remote learning, even re working remotely. So now, you know, I think it's never going to go back as it used to be. Um, and so I think because, and oh, there's pros and cons for that. Um, of course, I think in-person learning is very, very important, but also I think we can intelligently use technology to make sure that students can learn better and really unlock their potential. So I think we just have to figure out the, what will be the best way for us to help students to grow and really find their passion. And so I think um, now the future of education is much closer than we ever expected. And, mm. and we always have to think of their perspective because Gen Z and you know, our, the students learn very differently from 10 or 20 years ago. Mm. And so I think we just have to be humble. We have to listen to um, their opinion and their perspective so that we can be as creative as possible in terms of you know, helping them to grow. So you see, do you see a future where it's more of a hybrid learning in a sense of like there's a lot more online-based learning in conjunction with in-person or do you think there are places that will just go back and try to say, hey, we're, we're not going to do this anymore. We're just going to go in-person. What, what do you see or at least the feedback that you see? Um, as I mentioned, I think um, personalized learning and knowing each individual student, the data is extremely important. Right now, we're not capturing enough information about each student. So like they're lost when they're trying to find a major at college, obviously, because right. they don't, they, because we don't ask them right questions enough. If you really care about someone, let's say you're in a relationship mm -hmm. or if you have a kid, you ask a lot of questions because you know, you, you want to know more about them. It, it's not that complicated 
to know more about each person. You just have to ask right questions at the right time and keep track of them to make sure that we have a bigger picture how this student can really grow. So I think that, of course, I think in-person empathize and those creativity and in-person human interaction is extremely important. But I think we just have to make sure that we can capture important information about each student, relay that to teachers, relay that to parents, so that we, we, we have a better sense how this student potential is, you know? So yeah. I think, um, yeah, we just have to be open-minded. I think it's the education system is not up-to-date. And I think we Clearly. realized that um, very, very much, even during COVID. So oh now I think, yeah, so I think we just have to, we, we have to care about our students. You know, I think, and then, you know, as you know, AI is advancing so quickly. Mm-hmm. A lot of jobs will be replaced. It, it will be too late if we, like, when that happened, and then, you know, we try to catch up. Because, you know, and so we have to start now start early so i think that you know i think yeah that's so that's just what i think yeah yeah i want to get into the ai aspect of it but going backwards you mentioned asking the right questions can you break down for me maybe asking what those questions might be at different um ages or grades like for an example like questions of a fifth grader versus a 11th grader what are the questions we need to ask um, honestly, I'm not the expert, you know, I, 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 I expert, like I'm not, uh, I, we haven't done like R and D to make sure that what kind of question can be necessary. I mean, I think, um, basic thing, we can start from the basic things. Like, are you, uh, let's say I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. So what are, what are the trade of the entrepreneur? It can be like very risk taking mm-hmm. person, adoptable, very fast paced, high pressure, you know, a lot of people, what I realized over five years is that, you know, not everyone is fit for startup. It doesn't have yes. to be because everyone is very different. Everyone is a masterpiece. Everyone's uh, talent has to be appreciated. So, you know, I think that, you know, we can go from, we can even go from there. You know, wh- are you introvert or extrovert? Are you visual learner? Or are you audio learner? Like, hey, why am I not fit into classroom setting? Because you, you're, you fit better in you know maybe project-based learning you know stuff like that you know it, it you should we should not discourse student um you know because you're getting c and d's in specific subject we should explain them hey because you know you are more passionate about xyz you know so uh, you know i think it's a it's a common sense thing you know it's a common sense thing what do you need uh to really find your passion and unlock your potential and we can start small. It doesn't have to be too complicated, you know? So, and then we really communicate that to parents. And so parents are aware because a lot of parents have a misconception about their kids. They think they know mm. best about their kids, but they don't <laughs> because they have a limited information and knowledge. And every human being is like that, but they think they do know because they, you know, they raise them. But the yeah. thing is, every, every, everyone is different. And you're likely it's the first time you're a parent too. And we are not even getting enough uh, education about uh, to be a good parent, you know, parenting. Mm. We didn't learn that, yes. you know? So we, I think we just have to be very humble because I think every student is so different. There's no right answer. That's the tough part about education. 
And even though you learn, you you studied education for 100, 200 years, that's not enough, you know. So yeah. I think there's no right answer. It's a life, you know. It's and so we just have to support them, guide them better. Right yeah. now, it's very lacking. I mean, there's there's like 25 good points you just made in there, but. The do you feel like in terms of the startup thing going to that that there is maybe a societal push or a media push whatever that to become an entrepreneur or be become a startup you know create this uh, this thing on you know to to sell it or things like I've talked to a lot of people about this do you think there's so too much emphasis on that? Um yeah I think there's too much I think um what I would say like. You know, startup is not easy. You know, it's a, it's right. a it's a battle, and it can be really stressful. And I think for me, I think you know, I, my father is an entrepreneur, and I think I do have an innate, uh, like I'm born. I'm, I think I'm very fit into this entrepreneurial environment mm-hmm. because I lo- I love uncertainty. I love building out of nothing. You know. I love strategy. I love team building, but it's honestly, you know, it's not for everyone. And I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. It's just, it's a completely different environment. It's like a sports, right? Some people are good at basketball. Some people are good at baseball. You know, it's not like baseball is the best. I mean, some people will say that, but in every sports has amazing things to take a look at, you know, it's, that's why it's a wonderful thing because everyone's so different. So of course, you know, I think small businesses, startups create jobs, which is, you know, great for the business and push for the innovation. There's always, I mean, there's a good things about startups and small businesses, but I think that's what I, I'm going back to the, my main point. Like you need to ask your questions about that. I, I always tell like high school students or, you know, even college students, Hey, if you want, if you wanted to see if you're an entrepreneur, small, start very small, like maybe sell like a cold water in central park or you know or sell something very simple and strategize trying to differentiate and sell something very small so there's not much downside and see if you enjoy it or not and that kind of experiment yourself it's always good to do it earlier you know i did my nonprofit when i was in high school connecting between underserved children and english volunteers and i loved it you know it really impacted me a lot you know so I think if before, you know, you jump into that, you need to ask yourself about who you are and also try different things and fail and learn about your more about yourself. And so you can make a, a, a tough decision, you know, so um, I'm saying a lot and I think <laughs> I, I hope I answered your question. But yes, no, <laughs> like, it's good. You're saying a lot of great things, yeah, Scott. I think yeah. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're saying a lot of things that I think are not being said by or put out there in um, the public atmosphere. Because I think what there is, right, at least what I've seen, everybody kind of has their own reality of what they see, but there's this big push to be an entrepreneur and like, you know, create your own company, um, have your own things. You don't, you know, you don't be told when you're going to work, work when you want to work and whole thing. But these companies have people who work in those companies that need employees, and that's not for every single person. I think it's a great thing to identify whether you're someone who wants to create your own business or if it's okay if that's not for you. And I think we're not telling that message. It's like, 
it's okay if you don't want to be a startup or have your own small business or go out on your own. It's totally fine. You know? It's completely fine. You're making your, you're, everyone makes different impact in the society. Yes. You know, and I think the most important thing is you want it to, uh, you want your life to be fulfilled and, and be happy. You know, if you're not fit into this startup environment, it, it will be very miserable for you. And a lot of founders, yeah. you know, have a sleep problem. They're very frustrated. You know, I think, you know, uh, sometimes it really makes your life, you know, miserable. So I think that, you know, I think before you start something uh, like a tough decision, especially late in late, like when you have a family, I think yeah. it's always good to ask yourself before that and start small. So the risk is minimized. And then if you confirm that, hey, I'm OK, I'm an entrepreneur. Let's let's make it happen and do it. Because like one course I, I took Lean Launchpad in Columbia Business School and my professor is like, hey, if you want to make money you should be a yellow cab driver than, a, you know, like an entrepreneur. You have a better chance making money because so many startups fail. And True. I think there's a phenomenon like, you know, I, I mean, I, I want to be cautious about talking about VC investors. It's just such a glorious thing to raise money from VC. And you need that in a tech startup. But the thing is, at the end of the day, that's not the purpose why you started this company. You know, you have a vision and you have a mission for the company it's not it shouldn't be the success shouldn't not be the determined by how much you raise so i think at the end of the day of course a lot of you know there are a lot of things society tells you and you know there's a lot of you know systems and place and we have to sometimes follow the rules but you know i think the most important thing is what's your gut tells you you know what, what's your heart tells you to do you know um, for you to really impact the society in a good way. I think that's very important. And I think you need that to really be persistent and move forward. Yeah, I think so too. And I think another interesting aspect or layer to that is, is there's sometimes there's this cultural phenomenon within, you know, different ethnicities of expectations of the type of jobs that people will have. Uh, after they go after high school or that you should be in this profession or those things. I feel like that's trying, th that is breaking a bit more, but I know growing up, like um, mm -hmm. I saw that a lot and a lot of my friends or the expectations of what their parents said they needed to become or have this mm -hmm. type of job. And then they're very unhappy pursuing something like that. And I wonder if that, if you have seen that that has changed or, if, or, or if that is a very, still a kind of a hard line thing in some communities. I think, yeah, I think that's a big problem. And I, I'm hoping that, you know, Guru can really inspire students to break that, you know, hmm. perception or, you know, this kind of glass ceilings. It, it is very hard. It takes time. But I hope that, you know, the listeners or our students can really change the world. I think that, you know, um, for me, I'm always like really don't care about that kind of things that mm -hmm. people set the rules for because I mean, I don't want to limit myself. You know, I think we do have an unlimited potential. I do. I truly, truly believe that. And, you know, I think the, um, some people do what some people do sometimes is, Hey, they make excuses, you know, okay. I'm having a tough time because of X, Y, Z reasons because of, you know, but the thing is, 
my my dad one of the things he never told me to study or never told me to like do like something but he always tell me it's like don't make excuses you know if you make excuses mm. you know you won't grow you know you have to try to always improve and find reasons in yourself i think that's extremely important if you make excuses because oh i got no you know then try 10 times harder if 10 times harder is not enough 15 times harder yeah. I got so many no's from, like, I have no family members here. You know, I came alone. Of course, I'm very fortunate, a lot of support from my family and my friends. But at the end of the day, you know, the startup environment is like a jungle, jungle, you know? Yeah. It's like, you have to, you know, you fall down, you get up, you know? I mean, that's the reality here, you know? So I think that attitude, that, you know, the persistence and the positive mindset is extremely important. And don't listen. I mean, if, of course, you know, you know, we need to also listen to others, but don't limit yourself. That really hinders you to grow, you know? So um, I think disrupting that perception and then the market that's been placed for many, many years, I think that's extremely important. I think, yeah. I think so too. I think people are very um, swayed by kind of, maybe not tradition, but the way things have always been done. And it's it can be difficult when you decide to go outside of the norm, your norm reference for that. And, you know, being different is hard uh, because people want to conform to like, hey, I'm, I'm in this system and I, you know, I don't want to, you know, sway from this. And, but I think there's more of an emphasis on that now to like, hey, you can kind of break the system. The system needs to be special education, which moves like sludge. And it's yeah. just like constantly backed up, like constant. And we have some of these institutions in our country, like education, that just, I wonder how they continue to be in the Stone Age. <laughs> you know, like just yeah. no movement. And I think that's why things like what you're doing, I think, are really important. But I wanted to transition to, uh, before I get the AI aspect of it, what is the role of AI in this and machine learning and how this will transform the educational environment? I mean, for us, we have a matching algorithm so that we can find the right tutor based on each student's like learning mm -hmm. styles and hobbies and whatnot. And, you know, I think there are definitely different components, like what kind of courses you've been taking so that we can recommend a you know, recommendation engine is a good, uh, important aspect. Um, you know, but I think the most important thing is around students. You know, I think that, you know, people say AI, but at the end of the day, it's all about unlocking students potential and help them grow so i think we will um, focus on that and if we need to have this kind of component we will add into but i think most important thing is as i mentioned collecting right information from the students so that we can really help them to find what will be the ideal job for them what will what can be a career growth uh career plan even though you have a job, what will be upskill? Like what kind of courses you need to take to upskill? You know, there are a lot of different things we can do uh, for, you know, innovating this market and um, education field. But a lot of different components, I think, um, that, you know, I will talk more in future podcasts because, you know, I, I obviously don't want to reveal all the plans that we, we wanted to the next five years. But <laughs> I think the most important thing, again, is this is for the students uh, and also for the parents. And it's just building community. 
and just be humble and trying to figure out what's best for them. So if I'm if I'm kind of hearing this right in a sense is maybe this is cutting down the margin of error and what a person wants to do in their life on some level. Whereas like, so you go to college and you're just kind of like, I don't really know what I want to do with my life because you kind of really don't know yourself and what you're trying, you're trying to figure out what you're good at, what profession you want to be in. So are you saying that on, on and, and maybe one element of this is like taking away some of that uncertainty? Um, I think life is uncertainty. So it's very hard. <laughs> I think... You know, I think it's uh, it's it's gonna be dif- very difficult to say that. It will be more like ask about yourself more and try to know more about yourself. You make your de- own decision. We, you don't want to be dependent on any company or government to run your life. You know, I mean, this is your life, and you need to make many mistakes. I mean, mistakes is amazing. Failures that makes you stronger. You know, and that makes you know who you are. Self-actualization is key. And so I think a lot of high school students, middle school, like they focus too much on grades and, and the SAT yeah. and, you know, whatnot. But what I'm saying is, that, okay, that's important. Of course, you know, we have to also conform to the society. But at the end of the day, we need a larger portion about, you know, knowing who you are, what kind of potential you have. Think outside of the box because a lot of students are in the bubble and they are just with, you know, parents and parents you know as i mentioned they're not perfect they're in a they don't they didn't live life for thousands of years and sometimes they're in a specific field so let's say i i let's say i'm i don't know my name is tom and i'm a high school student i'm raised from i don't know like doctor but i and he never met a software engineer so it's very hard for him to vision what kind of software engineer life is that it can be you know so I think that opening their eyes and, you know, ha- having them dif- having different perspectives about their lives and, you know, have exposure to the th- things that they never even thought of. That's very important. And they can make their own decision. You know, I think that no one should make decision for you because I think that um, having the consequences and the accepting that is very important in your life. And so... I think we just want better guidance and support. Yeah. Um, I think that's what people need. And we want to be there for them. I think right now they need mentors. They need gurus. And I think we want to have an ecosystem to support them uh, throughout their lifelong journey. Well, do you think that maybe the issue with the school system partially is that it's one, it's understaffed, underpaid, and uh, it's very difficult to make changes. Is that why there maybe there's not a one of the reasons why there's not as much uh, exposure to different opportunities? Honestly, I think it's such a complicated issue, and mm. it's um, I think it's somewhat sensitive too. But and I think that you know I went to the army for two years after my sophomore year, mm-hmm. and when I was in the army, I was like, "How is this system so outdated?" And like, mm. oh my gosh. And then, but if you look, if you there for like two years, you sort of realize, okay, wow, okay, okay, I sort of understand. So it's very hard for me to say in, you know, from, you know, founder's perspective or, you know, you know, because I haven't really was into it, working in Department of Education. I just mm-hmm. heard from many, many teachers and students' uh, frustration. I, 
just, I mean, honestly, just my personal opinion, I mm -hmm. just don't get it. I just don't get it because, I mean, you know, I, w w if you think about it like this, like U.S. is such a blessed country. It's the strongest country in the world. Right. Imagine other countries. Like, I, I, I think it's such a, you know, so many talented students or can even be themselves because of the lack of access to these amazing uh, education opportunities. And I think that's so unfortunate. And I think, okay, so one thing I will say is we need to first respect our teachers. Yeah. And I think that's one of our core values of the company, respecting our group instructors and be our friends and family. And I think that's, that's the first piece it's missing. If they're underpaid, understaffed, they're working too much. They're like, you know, they expect so much thing and, you know, there's so much responsibilities going on and they just like, you know, they just give up. A lot of people just give up yeah. because, you know, it's like, it's not, they need support too. They're human. You know, they're not yes. like they live, you know, so a lot, uh, some of our group instructors are certified school teachers and they gave up. It's just like, I, I'm teaching 25, 30 kids and I cannot even give attention to those who are struggling. Yeah. And it just feel, it I sort of feel like they gave up on this to solve this problem. Yeah. Like, oh, I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, for me, okay. That I, I mean, I I would love to help, but I think it will take a long time to change. Mm. And so me as, you know, I cannot complain that, you know, so I want to first, you know, want to help them by making education more accessible, launching group courses. There are a lot of different products we can launch in very affordable way. And then maybe partnering with schools, you know, like I think Elon Musk is doing a great job, you know, like, you know, showcasing how this kind of like you know, electric cars and whatever yep. can be helping the society. I think what I can what I can do as a founder is showcasing, hey, this is the different ways. And instead of wasting tax on like different things and you know, let let's partner and let me help schools, let me help teachers, let me help students so that they can learn better. And then maybe they can learn from, you know, what we've done or other companies done and they can improve, you know? So, um, yeah, I think there is a, definitely many different approach, many creative approach we can take into account, but yeah, I would love to, I would love to work with government. I mean, we work with schools, but I would love to later work with government to figure out how we can make this change necessary change for our future generations. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I remember uh, when I was going through school on uh, high school, and I was in the U.S. and in, in Europe. Back, I was in a military family, so I was bouncing back and forth. But oh, I do cool. remember the whole aspect of the no child left behind, you know. And there was there were trying to be some efforts, you know. There became more standardization of testing, and I remember thinking in that aspect of like we're going towards this very hard line testing model for that. And even back then I thought to myself, I mean, I get it, but like there's, we're leaving behind other things that I think are really important. I mean, a lot of people don't know how to take care of themselves. Like they can't cook. They don't know how to clean them, you know, their house. We've gotten rid of kind of like things that help people just be humans when they grow up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or those things. And I think somewhat, I like when courses add those type of subjects in because 
feel like sometimes we're losing that sense of how do we take care of ourselves as people, you know? Yeah, completely agree. I can't tell you how many people I know who don't know how to cook. Like, but that was part of like my high school growing up. You had, you, you had home economics or you had, you learned how to build things and woodworking. I feel like our school system has gone towards, you need to be good at these particular things or you need to pass these tests and kind of shutting off the fact that, you know, there's a whole huge thing about being a human that is more than just these couple subjects for that. And mm-hmm. I feel like we've gotten away from that, in my opinion, instead of focusing on say, hey, what's the whole person? How do we how do we grow the whole human versus just growing the math human or the English human or the science human? Those things are important. But in some ways I feel like we've said, well, you know, you can just order out. You know, just just do you just do postmates or something. You know, you don't have to cook. Mm. You don't have to learn how to you don't have to learn about financial uh, security before when you don't somebody else will do that for you. You know, like mm-hmm. I think we've outsourced some of those things and insourced a lot of we need to get ahead in certain subjects. You know, do do you it sounds like for what you're doing, you're trying to provide a more well rounded thing. Like you said, you're going into different avenues of, of instruction, you know, yoga, tennis, all that stuff. Is that why you're doing that or what's the concept behind that? Yeah, I think I'm a lot I'm definitely aligned with you. Yeah. I just you think people like they're losing some of their just how to become a human. And I think that's part of the AI aspect. Sometimes when people have issues with it on AIs, there's different versions of AI, but will we lose our sense of empathy for other people if we're relying on technology so much with that? But I actually think there's very many upsides to technology and AI in general if we'll allow ourselves to be open, especially with school systems like partnering with it. I think a progressive school system is going to partner with somebody like you because they see that this is, this is, these working in tandem are going to only help our students. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm a big I'm a big proponent of it, and I see. Oh, thank you. That there's yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, I mean, I think kind of what you're doing. There's been whispers of this in the past, and it's now it's being fast forwarded with COVID. It was weird how things that are tragic happen, but sometimes innovation happens through those things. You know. Completely agree. Yeah. And as who it's kind of like who takes advantage of creating the innovation. I think we're going to see a lot of amazing things come out of this time while still being sensitive to what's happened. Of course, it's not good things, but um, in many ways, sometimes conflict grows, creates change, like mm. a tremendous amount of change in our systems and how we grow about go about doing those things. And so mm-hmm. if you're, I know you can't tell all the stuff you're doing, but in a, in a, maybe like in, in a highlight, where does Guru go? What's the ultimate idea for you with it? Yeah, I think, you know, we have an amazing global network of instructors and mentors. I mean, they will be creating, you know, we have an amazing community of people who will create Guru courses. And there's a lot of different, you know, programs or games, VRAR. There, you know, there are a lot of things we can build and build the ecosystem. And so, you know, we can make education more accessible for globally and really inspire a lot of students who need our support. And I think it's um, not just one thing, you know, it's uh, education is very, very many, many different components putting it together. And so 
I just, you know, I think, you know, social media did a great job connecting people together. But I think through education, education technology, we can even have a bigger impact connecting global learners together and, you know, have provide amazing mentors who can really inspire them and change their life. And so I think there's many different, um, you know, initiative and innovation will be happening within you know five years. And, you know, we have an amazing team. So I think, you know, one step at a time and be humble, try to learn from our students and, you know, what, uh, try to figure out what's best for them. No doubt. Well, Scott, I mean, it's very interesting stuff. I think uh, what you're doing is, is really honorable. And oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. And trying to help students. I mean, we need to help our students. We need to be there for children and help them grow. So thank you for being on and for sharing the information uh, you could share about your company. And uh, you seem like a great guy. So thanks. You know. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it, Darian. Uh, thanks so much for your time as well. You got it, man. We'll be in touch. Sounds good. So let me ask you something. How do you get your news? Because I know you want to stay informed with what's going on here in the world. There's so much going on on a regular basis. And it's something that's been a problem for me personally. And I've been searching and searching and searching. And finally, I found a news source that I think all of my listeners are going to love. It's called The Donut, or The Dose of News Useful Today. The founder and CEO, Peter Nowak, is a good friend of mine. And when he turned me on to it, I was just blown away. Finally, a daily news source that delivers succinct and factual news about all the world's occurrences. And it's an easy access to finding things that you just want to get information about. And it also serves up a lot of positive news stories that you won't hear anywhere else. It's your daily reminder that there is good in the world, even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So get the donut, stay informed. It's 100% free. You can unsubscribe anytime. Visit thedonut.co or text donut to 66866 to sign up today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone.